God is good. Hey, Cali girl, would you join me up here for one second? Would that bother you? Grandma? You stand here with me, baby? What a beautiful, beautiful specimen of what God has done in this young lady's life. I remember, I remember getting a text from your mama. Look at me, baby. I remember getting a text from your mama saying, I don't think I can do this anymore. And she was ready to give up, and she was ready to stop fighting. And I remember just stopping right then and there and just praying for you and praying for her and asking God to just help right now. And I believe that God just stopped what he was doing and helped you and your mama. And I believe that with all my heart. And you and your mama and your dad and your brother, y'all been through a lot. But your hope is in God, who did a miracle through you. People have prayed over this little baby. People have loved her, never even touched her, never even felt her, never even got to know her or family or anybody. They sold into it. And God went to work. You remember in the hospital, you and I played a card game. What was it called? Headbands. That was my favorite game. <laughs> you were so much better than me, though. But I really enjoyed my time. You still have that frog I gave you? You still love that frog I gave you? Me too. You know what frog means? Forever relying on God. I took her a little green frog, and she just loved that green frog. And I owe your brother a toy, too, because I didn't know he was going to be there. So you tell your brother, I haven't forgot, I owe him a toy. But I'm so blessed you came to church with us today. And I love you. Can I have a hug? I love you. And all these people love you, too. God bless you. Thank you, Grandma. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Noise, I think I'm going to scratch that video, brother. I just want to talk to you for just a minute. You what a blessing to have that miracle in our church this morning. Amen. Amen. I remember, uh, I don't sugarcoat much. I remember asking Vicki, what's all this fuss about? Who's this Cali girl? She said, well, her grandma and her grandpa and their family, they, they, they was planning on coming to church. They were, they were coming, and, and all this took place. And Vicki told me, but. They called Caney Creek Cowboy Church their home church. And immediately, immediately, my heart just poured out to you guys. And I know you guys were there, and you guys were, were, were there, and I thank God for that. But I know whatever you're going through, if he'll do it for this little baby, he'll do it for you too. So if you're prop, my monitors are way too loud. If you're uh, if you're going through something this morning, what he did for her, he'll do for you. What he did for Brother Larry, Larry, you know Larry's kind of one of those optimistic guys. Everything's gonna be honky dory. 
I pray when I get his age, it's the same for me. <laughs> but if Larry was to be truthful this morning, he was a little nervous. He was a little scared. But God worked a miracle in his life. Some of you are facing some battles today. Some of you are facing some battles today. And I want to tell you that we need to place our hope in God. He is my everything this morning. And before you leave out here today, I want him to be your everything. Millions of people are dying every day. Millions of people are giving up every day. Millions of people are taking their lives every week. You hear about a suicide. You hear about a person running out on their family. You hear about this and you hear about that. What the world needs to hear about is us placing our hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Always on the job. That's why I love her. <laughs> My ADD was going to fix it, baby. I promise it was coming. God is on the job. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith and not by sight. Open your Bibles to John 20, 29. Sometimes, Mike, I'm still just way too hot up here in this month. Sometimes God gives us, sometimes God gives us an, an assignment. And sometimes that assignment is so big that you and I can't make it without God. Sometimes, I'm going to say that again while you're looking so that you'll listen. Sometimes God gives us an assignment, and sometimes that assignment is so big that you realize that you cannot make it without God. Now, that assignment might be cancer. That assignment might be heart disease. That assignment might be the loss of a loved one. Whatever that assignment is, sometimes they get so big that, that you realize that your need for Christ begins to grow. Come on, somebody. As you're walking through these assignments, and, and, and she comes in, and she says she don't love you anymore, and your kids walk out of your life because you had an argument, sometimes these assignments become so big, so great, that we, in those assignments, realize that God is all we got. Anybody on assignment this morning? Some of you are on assignment. I know Christy's been battling for a long time. I know Miss Vicky's battling. Scott Jones is battling. We're battling. Some of you right now are on assignment. Some of you are on assignment. Let me say this to you. Sometimes God gives you an assignment, and sometimes this assignment is so big that all you can say is, God, I can't make it without you. You don't need the word of God when everything's working out. That's when you need to praise God. You need the word of God when everything's not working out. When everything's working out, that's when you praise him. I mean, I, I, I don't, don't, don't get it twisted because I know we got a lot of young Christians in here. We need the word of God daily in our lives. We need to chew on this. We need to eat on this. We need to drink on this. But you don't need the word of God when everything's working out. When everything's working out, that's when you praise him. That's when you need a song. That's when you need a dance. When everything's working out, you can praise him. But when everything ain't working out, that's when you need the word of God. Some of you say, Brother Mark, my life is going through hell. Have you been into the Word of God? 
Have you seek counsel from God? Have you got on your knees? Have you left the bottle alone? Have you left the meth alone? Have you left the pornography alone? Have you searched out God's word? Because listen to me. You don't need the word of God when everything works out. You need the word of God in the middle of a storm. <laughs> you need the word of God in the middle of a storm. John 20, 29 says this. My message today is on hope. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen, you believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Let me say this to you this morning. Faith is not it. Hope is it. You can have all the faith in the world that your car is going to start. But in reality, when you turn it over and you hear click, 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 you're like, oh, I got Oh, I hope this thing starts. Boss says if I'm late one more day, he's going to fire me. Oh, I hope this thing. See, you can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't have no hope, your faith is lost. Where do you put your hope this morning? Then Jesus told them, because you have seen me, you have believed me. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. Now turn with me to Jeremiah 17, 8. Got my Bible? Turn there real quick with me. Jeremiah 17, 8. I believe the Lord's talking about those with hope. It says in Jeremiah 17, 8, they will be like a tree planted by the water that send out its roots by the system. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. I believe the Lord's talking to those with hope in their heart. Come on, somebody. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its root system, that, 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 that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fleet. Luke 1, verse 26 is where I'm at today. Got my Bible? Is everybody with me today? I can hear them pages turning. Hope. Touch three people and say, where do you place your hope? Sometimes God gives you an assignment, and sometimes that assignment is so big that all you can say is, God, I can't make it without you. In the sixth month, verse 26, in the sixth months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. Then the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. 
How many believe that story right there? Come on, somebody. An angel showed up to Mary and said, you have found favor with God. God's going to put you on an assignment, Mary. God's going to put you on an assignment, Mary. God's got something for you to do, Mary. You're going to have a son. And he's going to be named Jesus. And he's going to be the Savior of the world. Now here's the tough part. Now here's the tough part. How Mary going to explain this to Joseph? Now Mary's on this assignment. How's she going to tell her friends and her family? Now Mary's on this assignment just like you and I are on assignment. And sometimes these assignments are so hard, so big, so mountainism that you can't begin to fam them that you got to cry out to God and say, God, how am I going to do this? Can you imagine Mary and her situation? An angel shows up and says, Mary, you're going to have a son and his name is Jesus. And God sets her on this assignment. And I love the story of Mary. Can I say this to you this morning? I love the story of Mary. Mary had a son named Jesus. She had to leave her hometown. She had to leave her people and go to the town of Bethlehem. Where Jesus was born. What an assignment to have to be picked up out of your comfort zone. Some of you need to be picked up out of your comfort zone today. You know who God's talking to. You've been in this same environment, in this same pity party too long. You've been walking down this same road. Some of you need to gather around this message this morning. Listen, he had to pick up Mary and move her out of this comfort zone that she was in. He set her on assignment. Sometimes these assignments are so big. So she has to leave her family, leave her friends, head to a, a, another town, a town where she was, was going to give birth to a son, and she was to name him Jesus. And, and listen to this assignment, because it gets a little crazy, Megan, because you're young and you're trying these things and hanging out with these people and doing these things. This assignment will grow, and it'll grow for you, and it'll grow for I, and we need to put our hope in God as these assignments that God gives us comes to pass. Is this anybody getting this this morning? So she shows up. Listen to me. She shows up, her and Joseph. She comes riding in on a donkey, and she shows up, and they go to the inn, and they knock on the door and say, hey, my wife's about to get birth. Her water just broke. We're in trouble here. Can we come in? I need a place to stay. Nope. You can't stay here, he says. You can't stay here. Now imagine this assignment. That Mary's on. And some of you are on assignment. These assignments get tough. Doctor gives you a report. You're confused. You don't know what to do. You're not getting the answers that you want. Here's Joseph banging on the door. Hey, my wife, her water broke. I I need a place to stay. She can't stay here. We're all booked up. Now where are we going to stay? What are we going to do? So Joseph has to find somewhere else for his wife to give birth. So they find this barn, kind of looks like this one. Somebody give God a praise. Kind of looks like this one, I believe. (laughs) That's me. It kind of looks like this barn. There's animals in there. There's hay. There's spiders. There's bugs. There's a donkey. There's some sheep. There's a horse tied up. Two camels over there. A dog over there barking. And 
Joseph says, Mary, this is all I got. And Mary says, how can I do this on this cold night in Bethlehem in this barn? What am I going to do? How can I give birth to the Savior of the world in this place? God, I need your help. And I believe in all my heart. Now, you got to take this ride with me this morning. That when she cried out to God in that barn, in that manger, all the animals began to get quiet and lay down. It was a special time. Something big was fixing to happen. The Savior of the world was going to be born. And in that hour, she began to strain. Any mothers in the house, you know what I'm talking about. She began to strain. She began to push. She began to cry. See, sometimes when we're on these assignments, somebody get me this morning. You're going to strain. You're going to push. You're going to cry. I told you, Donnie, I didn't have a message. Sometimes on these assignments, you're going to push. You're going to cry. You're going to strain. You don't know what the end's going to look like. And she's pushing, and she's straining, and she's crying. And Dr. Joseph is there. Nobody gave credit to Dr. Joseph. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) he ready. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the Savior Jesus was born into a world. Bible says he came unto his own and his own didn't receive him. Now she has this son and all of a sudden these wise men show up. They're bearing these gifts. She don't know what to think. What is all this? This is crazy. They, 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 and, and they bow down and they start to worship this baby. Now I just had to leave my hometown. I, I, I became pregnant. I had to leave my hometown. And here I am. I just gave birth, and now these wise men have shown up, and now they're bowing down. I don't know what to think. Sometimes you're on assignment, and you won't know what to think. Can I watch this, Lyle? Pay attention, cowboy. Listen, that's when we need to put our hope and trust in God, when we don't even know what to think. Sometimes things come at me, I don't even know what to think. I don't even know how to act. I don't even know what to do. Someone told a lie on me this week, and I was like, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. I've been called all kinds of things, but, man, if you don't make a lie up on me, at least know me. I didn't even know what to think in those times, in those hours, when we don't know what to think. That's when we've got to place our hope in the Lord. Is anybody getting this this morning? Anybody? So Mary has this son. His name is Jesus. Let me fast forward. He has a son. His name is Jesus. He grows up. He grows up and he goes around the world. His ministry is only three years from 30 to 33 when he died on the cross. And in those three years, in those three years, he sets the bound free. He makes the eyes open to those who can't see. He makes the lame walk. Anybody believe that he can do that? He heals the cancer, the heart disease. Puts the family's backs together. Remember that woman at the well? Some of you were that woman at the well. Some of y'all were like the blind man sitting outside the city. You couldn't see. And God touched you and opened up your eyes. 
So in this three years, in this three years, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, his ministry began. And then, and then his, now we're back to Mary. We're on an assignment. She raises her son. She raises her son. And now she's got to watch him be crucified. I don't know about you, but I can't stand when my kids cry. I can't stand it when they have a hard day. When things come against them, it hurts me. Anybody here love their kids like that? Anybody here love their kids like that? I don't think that love ever stops. The older they get, the more you love them. The shorter your time comes, the more you begin to love your children, I believe. And when my kids go through a heartache or, or something happens to them, I remember when my boy had his first heartbreak, and he came in there, and he was crying, and I was consoling him, and I was holding him. And, I, and, and man, when he left the room, shoot, I broke down like a two-year-old baby. I was crying like a baby. I said, no more girlfriends. <laughs> Can't do this thing. It's killing me. So now Mary, she's on this assignment. Can I say this? Can any of you embrace the assignment that God has put you on? Those assignments, when they get hard, they're hard to embrace. Now he's dying on the cross, and Mary is there, and, and the other Marys are there, and, and, and John is there, and he looks down at us, and she's on this assignment, and she's praying, and she's pleading with God, don't let my son die, don't let my son die. And he looks, and he says, remember I said I'm going to rebuild this in three days. Somebody hear me today. He said, I'm going to build this temple in three days. And he says, Mary... That's your son now. John, that's your mom now. The Bible says that while he was on the cross, I love that. While he was on the cross, we were on his mind. While we were on the cross. While we were on the cross, while he was on the cross, we were on his mind. I, I, I want to say this to you. I feel God saying, Mary, whatever I took from you, I'm going to give back to you. Whatever I took from you, I'm going to give back to you. Girl, if you just hang in there, you're going to make it. You're going to cry sometimes. It's going to be a rough ride. You're going to be scared sometimes. You're going to read your Bible. You're going to do Bible study sometimes. But you're still going to be scared. You're going to worry sometimes. You're going to walk around the house at 2 o'clock in the morning praying and seeking God, not hearing from him. Why am I going through this assignment? Brothers and sisters, you have to have hope. You have to have hope. When all else fails, when your mind's not working, when your body's not working, when your friends turn into enemies, you got to have hope. When you don't know how you're going to make it through and all the odds are stacked up against you and mama cries out, I can't do this any anymore. There's no way I can do this anymore. I'm done. You got to have hope. your hope this morning 
Sometimes God's got a plan. He's working that plan out through your life, and you have to trust him. You got to trust him even when you can't see him. Remember the first scripture I started out with today that we walk by faith and not by sight. You got to trust him even when you can't see him. Is there anybody here with that kind of trust this morning? You got to trust him when, he, when you can't even get an explanation for why you have to go through this. You got to trust him when trouble comes. You got to trust him when trouble comes. Who hears me this morning? You see, I believe that person sitting next to you on your left and that person sitting next to you on your right today, they've been through some trouble. And they can't talk about it sometimes because they're praying about it. They can't come over and hold your hand. They can't come over and go to church with you. They can't come over there and do a Bible study with you because they're going through a preplexing time. They're on assignment, and that assignment, they can't explain even why they're in it, and it hurts, and they're pushing their way through, and they're, they're, they're praying their way through, and they're hoping that they're going to make it. Has anybody ever been there? I remember my first encounter with God. My first real encounter with God. I want you to hold somebody's hand next to you. Don't let go of it. My first real encounter with God didn't come since I've been in the ministry. Didn't come since I've been married to my beautiful wife for 18 years. Didn't come when I held my sons. My first encounter with God came in the back seat of a police car. I was in the back of a police car. I, I, I had broken the law. And I was young and I was dumb. And see, I couldn't, I can't blame my parents now. I had to take the hand that I was dealt. And you got to stop blaming people for your situation. And take the hand that you are dealt and put your hope in God. Not in the dope man. Not in the methamphetamines, not in the not even not even in your preacher. You got to take your hope and place your hope and your trust and your soul in the Lord's hands. Hold somebody's hand. Don't let it go. If they got a booger on it, it'd be all right. I'll, I'll pass out some sanitizer at the end of this thing. Listen to me. My first, James, my first real encounter with God came in the back of a police car. When I got sentenced to prison, they sent me to Gatesville, Texas. I did 18 months in Gatesville, Texas. And I was going to parole out of Gatesville, Texas, out of the gurney unit in Gatesville, Texas. And they said, but your paperwork's not right. And I had made head trustee. That's where I learned to work. That's where I learned to, to, to have patience. That's where I learned to be able to deal with people. And I thank God for that time because now I got to deal with y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. 18 months there, I got a letter, said I was supposed to parole out on this day. I, if you're a first-timer here, I wrote $40,000 worth of hot checks chasing my dream of rodeo, and I never made it. But I found my way to the penitentiary. Do not write hot checks, bad idea. Some dog my testimony up in about two seconds. So here I am, I get this letter, says I'm going to parole out of this prison. And now they're telling me my paperwork's not right. 
I got to go to an unfamiliar place. I got to go to Palestine. I got to go all the way to this, to this place in Palestine, this prison I've never been before. And I'm catching a chain. And, I, and I'm going to be in this other place. And, and this place that I'm going, they'll have 50-man tanks. And you'll be in there with murderers and rapists and killers and all these things. You're going to have all these things coming against you. So if you go there, we'll get you out from that point. But you got to go there. Well, when the bus left that night, they didn't pick me up. The next day, they said, we missed one. We got to take him. They put me in this police car, in the back of this police car. And I, like I say, I made head trustee. Everybody knew me. The guards loved me. Everybody loved me. God showed me favor while I was there, even though I wasn't serving him with my whole heart while I was there. God had his hand on me, and God has had his hand on you, even though you don't serve him sometimes. If that's not enough to praise him, you need to hear me right now. You need to start praising him because he saved your life. And you ought to praise God because when you were out there drinking and driving, you should be dead. When you took that stuff up your nose, it should have killed you. When you was running with those guys and now they're in prison, you're not. Somebody ought to praise him and thank him that you're still here and alive. Now get back to holding that person's hand. My first real encounter with God came in the back of that police car. They drove me to this big old prison, and I was at this gate. And I'm just going to be real with you. They rolled this gate back, and I saw 750 black guys. And I didn't see a white person at all. And I said, oh, God, I can't make it. Close your eyes real quick. I was in the back of this police car all by myself. They rolled back this prison gate, and I saw 750 black guys. And let me say this to you because I'm not racist. I love everybody. Color don't mean anything to me. I got black friends, white friends, Mexican friends, Chinese friends. I'm a friend to all people, and I love all people. Color got nothing to do with me. But I looked into this prison, and I saw 750 black people. I didn't see a white person, one. I said, oh, God. I'm never going to make it out of here, am I? How many have ever been in a situation? Now hold that person's hand next to you. How many have ever been in a situation where you said, I'm never going to make it out of this? Maybe it was a bad relationship. Maybe it was something you've done. Maybe by the grace of God, you're free and set free this morning. But you remember that time where you were in that situation where you said, I'm not going to make it out of this. I was in the back of that cop car. They rolled that door back. I saw 750 people standing there, all black. And I said, oh, I'm never going to make it out of here, am I, God? And in the back of that police car, every eye closed, I was all by myself. And I felt something take me by the hand and squeeze my hand. Squeeze the hand that you're holding. Squeeze it hard. Close your eyes. Squeeze the hand. I was in the back of that car all by myself. I felt something take me by the hand and squeeze it. Now open your eyes and let go. I felt something take me by the hand. Squeeze my hand. And I heard a voice said, everything is going to be okay. That was my first real encounter with God. You know, I went in there, 
And I saw a lot of things happen to a lot of people. But no one ever messed with me. It was like everywhere I went, there was like this big force field. I like to say it's because I'm so bad. <laughs> but it's because my Lord and Savior is so bad. Not bad, but you know, like he's tough and take care of me. He just put a hedge of protection around. As I placed my hope in him, Miss Tammy, in the back of that car, everything. Don't talk. Don't talk. You're going to mess it up for them. Everything began to change in my life. When I got in there, I found me a Bible. I opened that Bible up and I began to read it. They did little Bible studies. I got into some little Bible studies. And it wasn't this time to get me out of trouble. It was this time because he was with me and that he was real. This morning, he is with you and he is real. And this assignment, and this assignment that you're on, we're not going to discredit it this morning. You're on it. You're on it. You've been praying for your kids for years and they hadn't come to know Jesus. You've been dealing with your spouse for years and they haven't come to know Jesus. Now you've been dealing with this illness for a long time and it hadn't come to pass. You're on assignment, Frank. I'm not going to discredit the assignment. But I am going to tell you, place your hope in Jesus Christ this morning. Everything else will fail you. Donnie, that's all I got. Every head bowed. Where do you place your hope today? Hear me today. Where do you place your hope today? That person that you just touched, that person's been trusted with some stuff. They're confused about it. They've cried about it. They almost lost hope about it. But here today, I tell you, don't lose hope. Hope is all you got. For we walk by faith and not by sight. God took me out of Waco, Texas. Brought me here to Grangerland, Texas. I've been pushed, punched, spit on, lied about, slandered. And I've been just accused of most God-awful things. And then just about the time I start making plans to build, here comes something else. But I won't let that waver me. Just about the time you go to church, just about the time you tithe, just about the time you get faithful, something's going to come against you. But don't you lose hope. Put your hope in Jesus this morning. You say, Brother Mark, how do I do that? First, you have to have a relationship with him. Real quiet. Rex, would you come and play that guitar? First you, have to have a, first, you have to have a relationship with him. If you're here today and you've never asked Christ to come into your life, everyone stand with me today and be real quiet. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, pray with me right now. As Rex begins to play, I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. But pray with me and mean it. The Bible says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. 
I don't know what you grew up with, whether it was being Catholic, whether it was being uh, Lutheran, whether it was being Episcopalian. I, I don't know what you grew up with, but I can tell you this. There is only one way to get through these assignments, and that's having Jesus in your heart. If you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I know that I'm a sinner. You've got to admit your sins. You've got to say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Will you forgive me of my sins? If you just ask that, he just did. Come on, somebody. He just did. Say, dear Lord, come into my heart and save me. I know I'm a sinner. But I believe that your son Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And that three days later he rose. Just whisper right now to the Lord. Say, Lord, come into my heart and live. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. If you prayed that with me for the first time, raise your hand. Let me see. I'm going to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Praise God. Praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Praise God. God bless you, and God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. This is a new day for you. Lord, put your hedge of protection around these that gave their life to you. And if you've grown weary on this assignment that you're on, I want to talk to the saved people this morning. It's been a long road, a weary road, a tiresome road. A road that you don't understand from time to time. Come right now to the altar and say, Lord, I'm trusting you to the end of this road. Come right now. Don't be ashamed. Come right now. Just say, Lord, I'm putting all my hope in you. Maybe you've gotten away from God. And today you're coming. You're saying, Lord, I'm coming home. I'm putting my hope in you. I've been out chasing this mighty dollar. Chasing this stuff that has no... No, 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 no bearing in my life. I come today and I put my hope in you today, Lord. As Rex plays one minute, I want you to come and just come and tell the Lord, I hope in you today. Hope endures all things. Who believes that today? Somebody, amen. Hope loves all things, endures all things, believes all things. Lord, I thank you for those who have come as they trust you today with everything. Same God that worked it out on Callie's life is working it out on your life right now. You're on assignment. It ain't going to be easy. I want to pray for you at this altar right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As I close, let me pray for you. Father, I feel your spirit down here at this altar this morning. I feel your spirit in this place this morning. Lord, I lift up my brothers and sisters who have come forward, who have come into this church this morning. Father, whatever it is, whatever assignment it must be, we trust you this day. And from this day forward, from this day forward, 
Because you see, Cowboy Church, one day our cross will turn into a crown. Hear me right now. One day our cross will turn into a crown. God trusts you like he trusts Mary with this assignment. Even though it brought pain. Even though it brought pain and suffering. Tears, worry. Up at 2 o'clock in the morning praying. God trusted you with this assignment. Put your hope in him. Lord, I thank you for our church this morning. I thank you for our visitors this morning who could leave out here today and say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen. Come on, you can do better than that. Give God a praise.